Welcome to episode 171 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined in studio this week by Peter, and then Jake's somewhere off fucking around. I'm by He tries. He's really trying out here. He's doing his best. Um, But he's out on a quest because, of course, this week is... Uh, the Kanto Region Bagelmon Edition. Gotta catch them all. 151 different bagels. <laughs> I'd like that. I'd be down with that. I can only think of two kinds of bagel. Well, all right. Which bagel is your starter bagel? It can't be plain. Plain is too well, obvious. It's, it's everything, obviously. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Onion um, bagel. I'm going for... <laughs> mine would be sun-dried tomato. Oh. Or perhaps Parmesan Bialy. But are Bialy's bagels... That's a question for another time. My starter bagel is the bird. <laughs> so people don't realize this. It's not all gulls or seagulls because some of them are by the bay. Those are bagels. <laughs> oh! It works. It works. Okay. It's truth. I'm I'm speaking to you. These these great truths of our time. Yeah, and and some gulls are are like uh, putting on comedy shows and like getting Netflix specials. Um, they're in fact trash birds, and they're named Amy Schumer. That wasn't though. That was. That was just. I'm laughing because that was I'm so laughing stupid. because you did not at all deliver on the premise of your joke. I don't fucking care. She's a trash bird. That's that's the premise of. Of that joke, uh, Amy so Schumer. if you guys ever, <laughs> trash if you guys ever uh, wonder why is Jake on the show, like he he's not on the level of of Kurt and Peter, it's because Jake is actually a Make a Wish kid. <laughs> and his, his wish was to be a host. I'm a, I'm a Make a Wish kid gone wrong. I just didn't die. <laughs> and he's a Make a Curse kid. And if you don't know anything about working with the Make a Wish people. They seem nice, but, like, they strong-arm you into granting those wishes. They show up at your house with, like, guns and a picture of your family. We need to get John Cena out of the basements he's been locked in. That's yeah, why he's making my, these shitty family movies, because Mickey sold his contract rights Yeah, to my wish was... Fucking Harvey Weinstein Company. My wish was to be on every Saturn Suds episode till I died, and I just... I, I beat it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking so beat it, it and I really beat the fought, system. <laughs> we really fought the testicular cancer and herpes would get it, but <laughs> they thought wrong. No. If for the next season we're campaigning, we have a page we don't have a page it's an imaginary Patreon. Uh but we want you to all tweet out your support with hashtag give Jake cancer again. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag make Jake's liver cancerous again. Yay! More wishes. M J L A. If it's another disease, do I get another wish? Is that how, how it works? Kind of resubmit an application. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah that me. was for a different kind of cancer. I got a, a bad one now. I have blood cancer now. <laughs> blood cancer. <laughs> Uh, I need a full speaking of, blood transfusion. Oh, full blood. Just take out all the blood, put it in a bag, put the new But he's in. a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> um, all right, scrubs. And and in fact, uh, speaking of 
malignant tumors in our media space, we start Trey Watch with the Adams Family trailer. We also likely end Trey Watch with the Adams <laughs> Family trailer. <laughs> Because oh my god, this trailer! I remember when we saw the teaser for it, and or like the pic, the poster or whatever, and we're like, all right, you know, I don't remember the dad being fat, but you know, it seems like maybe it's got a a decent enough cast. It seems like maybe this could be something uh, not trash, but ho ho ho, any hope of that? Who was greatly and swiftly dispelled within the first 30 seconds of this fucking trailer. Yeah. This is our, by the way, this is our only trailer this week. Adam's family killed the rest of the trailers this week. So we are going to go full, like, trailer breakdown. Big red arrow pointing to the fucking um, Wednesday's balloon or whatever. Yeah, you can see here, this is where Hope died. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so stupid ass circle things all right yeah so we'll break this down literally frame by frame (laughs) um because we've got 10 minutes to fill baby (laughs) so we open up the trailer with uh, a very funny ha 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 joke where it's stormy and rainy and over the adams family house and the bat flies over hits the window and whatever mama fucking adams opens the window is like wow it's such a nice day because it's, it's now what does that bat mean now what does that bat mean what? that bat is our hopes and dreams crashing that into a window that clearly symbolizes that batman versus adam's family is on the warner brothers <laughs> release slate for 2023 Confirmed. it all makes sense robert pattinson's gonna be the new batman he was a vampire in twilight yeah <laughs> yep makes sense oh, i want to see oh god all right i i just thought of literally a better joke than anything that was in this trailer where you get the fucking the gravel voice Batman he goes, I am the Batman. And Wednesday goes, and I'm in third grade. Got it. That Copy was gold. That was better than what was in the trailer, but not by it you. was not good. <laughs> <laughs> Some joke in that vein. Um But yeah, so I yes, the Adams family their the whole shtick is that they are they are lightly weird with a with a dash of lightly weird. lightly weird. A fucking whomping willow drags him out of bed and it's just commonplace. Violet sleeps underneath a guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> Literally oh, can kill Violet Wednesday. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Violet's incredible, I, right? Yes. <laughs> Same thing, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but they, they, they go to some place real creepy and it was New Jersey. Got him. Yeah, <laughs> a slight dig at everyone who lives in New Jersey. But oh. then it, but then it cuts from that to like very, very pleasant, like uh, everything's pastel colors. It's sunny, and you know the fucking neighbor is trying to be friendly, but they're being creepy, and she's like, "They're gonna ruin the neighborhood because there's a fucking hand walking a dog or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that Wednesday. <laughs> That's what's gonna ruin New Jersey. <laughs> That's what's gonna ruin a New Jersey neighborhood. It's the Adams family. The, they wouldn't last in. I don't know where in New Jersey this is supposed to be, but they would be run run out by the Puerto Ricans in like three weeks. Yeah. I would to like, like to anywhere. see all the Guidos attack them. Like maybe they'll have a Jersey Shore joke. The Guidos, yeah, they're they're down by the shore in northern New Jersey. We're all like. Latinos. <laughs> yeah. I wonder they, they didn't really they, show like it, uh 
like a mm. Jersey Shore, like a specific location where they are. That's important. Got to know who they're yeah. fighting against. <laughs> and uh, and perhaps, Do, well, actually, no. Will they eat Taylor Ham? Is my only question. <laughs> the the cringiest part of this trailer was the fucking trap remix of the Adams Family theme song. Oh which yeah. featured no snapping. Not even yep. synthesized snapping. It was they replaced the snapping with trapping. And fucking Wednesday Frankenstein's back to life of frog. All this yeah. Makes all the frogs frog zombies and they attack the popular girl for some reason. Um because in the I'm sure Again, this is a, the syndrome of we know every th- every beat that happens in this movie. Uh, there is obviously the beat where they get to school. Uh, the popular girl rags on her for being weird. Oh yeah, and makes some lame joke, and then she finds the uncool friends, and they're like, "You're so different." She's like, "Watch what I can do." We accept you for your, and they force in the trailer a message of like, and they have the dad say it. In like a very out of context way, he's like, "Deep down, we're all the same." <laughs> yeah, and that's the message of the movie that they're gonna fucking try to shove up your ass like an unlubed dildo. <laughs> right at the end, uh, this is in fact the Ugly Doll sequel. Uh, Pimple though will not be appearing. <laughs> Honestly, I would rather watch Ugly Dolls in its entirety, end to end, three times Jesus. than watch this trailer again. Strong words. That that's big, wow, big large words. You heard it here first, folks. At least Ugly Dolls had like something to it, you know, like a musical thing that you could find a quality in. Something charming, all, at least, even if it's not. They your were like thing. all real musicians who who could make music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at least there's like some redeeming value here. Not a trap remix of the Adams Family theme song, <laughs> missing the most iconic part of the Adams Family theme song? Snap. Snap. <laughs> I can't snap if you didn't realize. You can't snap? Um, no, my fingers are too too uh, greasy and, and gross. They slide off of each other like like um, like water off of a wet seal skin. There wasn't even the no, I don't think. Peter, you're weird. You can't snap. I can't snap. They're creepy and they're kooky, um, mysterious and spooky. But then, but then you guys don't, you can't miss it. The best cameo in the Snoop movie. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Snoop Dogg starts playing and outsteps who but cousin it. And I'm like, yes. And you know, I really that just makes so much sense in the modern age. Snoop Dogg and cousin it go together like Snoop Dogg and cousin it. <laughs> when you think of cousin it. Think back to Cousin It of the Adams Family, whether you watch the Adams Family, the other live action movies they've tried to make of it, the Adams Family, or like when Scooby Doo and the Adams Family ran together. Think of all, all Cousin It's uh, characteristics and then uh, try to reconcile in your head the image of him rolling in in a lowrider with a pimp cane, gloves. Because uh, everyone, the most iconic part of Cousin It was his hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and why is he, was out. he normally that size? He was normal no, size, right? he was right? as tall as a regular man. Yeah. He was yeah. perhaps taller even. And wearing a fucking bowler hat. Yeah. 
The fuck? Can we can we sneak in? Can we sneak into the theaters all around the country on opening night and switch this out for fucking like Hotel Transylvania too? Because <laughs> I'd rather. I actually. I I'm kind of sad that I haven't watched that yet because it's Gennady, and it's it's you know Steve Carell, right? He's Adam in, Sandler. No, in Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, it's Adam Sandler. Okay. Oh. Huh. Okay. Wait. We're all, we're oh, it is. Oh, I thought you said Adam's family, and I'm like, wait, what? Adam Sandler. <laughs> Why is Adam's family in Hotel Transylvania? There's the whole cast. Adam is Sandler is uh, Dracula. It's one oh, of the okay. few works of. Uh, is it not really hot garbage? Yes. <laughs> we've we've covered like two Hotel Transylvania releases. Yeah, but I don't show. ever remember. How am I the only guy who remembers the unmistakable voice of Adam Sandler I... in this fucking cartoon? But he pasted on a he pasted on a, a, a Dracula voice on it. How could I un, how could I know? It's it's impossible. He's just Dracula. Look at Dracula. Look doesn't at even the look picture like him. of Dracula. <laughs> In Hotel Transylvania. All right, it looks a it little. It is Adam Sandler with fangs. <laughs> right, it looks a little bit like him. Uh, you know why? Because uh, I think... Um, who has an inexplicably hot daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I, <laughs> I that's, do dirty that's things. That's the Gennady trope right there. Um, yeah, so this trailer... Uh, I just we were the I I remember I I immediately flashed back to when we were talking about this uh when we first saw the teasers and we were like don't fuck it up it's just it just it it's a subtle classic property you don't need to go overboard with it you, the jokes are there it's there you just need to stay true to the original idea and aesthetics of the series uh but they didn't do that they didn't do that at all they ruined us <laughs> We're, we're gone. Adam's family over. It's also, gay. Wednesday's forehead doesn't. It does not look any better in motion. No, it certainly does not. It it does look like a punching bag that is being blown about by by a stiff breeze. Well, her head looks like a balloon. She also carried a balloon. Yes, a red balloon. And that was There's it. usually a murderous clown attached to the other end of these. I was Dated like, ha, ha, ha. topical joke for a movie that's gonna make ten times the money this is. Yep. Well, it's also funny because this funny. movie's probably for kids, and they're gonna be like, yes. "What?" <laughs> I don't get it. Ha ha! ha um, murderous let's clown. Reference, let's reference the movie with the child eating clown in that's it, com- children's movie. I know, and it's coming out studio- around the same time too. What, so what it works. Made this. Um, what studio made this? Well, if I who's had responsible? To, if I had to handicap the odds, I'd say it's Sony. But mm-hmm. <laughs> let's be let's be fair here and, and uh, give it a, give it a chance. Adam, Adam. Um, I think it's two Ds. I don't care. It'll, it'll get it when I type. The it ending thing says Metro Golden Mayor. Oh, MGM. MGM, so, yeah. yeah. It's MGM. Who owns MGM now? I don't think they're independent. Of... Who? Nope. Who? Disney. Who, who watches? <laughs> Who's the responsible watches? for the ads? Who family? did this? Who owns? We must rub MGM. their nose in it like a dog who just pooped in the house. Who owns MGM Studios? MGM Holdings. 
who owns MGM Holdings. We're going to get to the top of this fucking corporate ladder. <laughs> we'll just start going through like a fucking rabbit hole of We're people get owning of executives uh, uh, right, while, they're, while they're doing that, huh? And it's Will it? Smith. Um, I'm, I'm reading. <laughs> Will Smith. Uh, <clears throat> while Kurt is figuring this out, I will talk quickly about the. Uh, there was one other trailer that came out that kind of grabbed some time on the front page. Reddit is A24's Low Tide, uh, and to my, I, looking at the trailer, it looks like kids are exploring around, and they find a house that appears at I guess low tide or something. It's in it's in like a, a swamp or whatever, and I, spooky things happen. Huh. It's it features um the kid from the book of Henry and other other less uh, actors actors are in. <laughs> help me, Jake. Um, help. It doesn't. Uh, starring uh Jaden Martell, Shea Wigham, and Kian Johnson. Nobody who I fucking recognize at all. <laughs> Look, do you know those faces? Because I, I only remember them from the faces. I really don't, actually. They just look like generic like teenage actors. <clears throat> well, if you remember the uh, the Book of Henry, which I'm sure you don't, I don't, that movie was... It was just really good, you know? That's all... Uh, that's the last word on it. So here's what I found out. Okay, he's back. Uh, MGM Holdings was restructured out of the bankruptcy of MGM Studios. Uh, a lot of people tried to buy it, including Time Warner Cable and uh, 20th Century Fox. But eventually, uh, when they restructured, they were purchased by J.P. Morgan Chase. Oh. And uh, credit Susie, which is a Swiss company... Um, it does have a non as a minority non-voting share owned by Fox. So I guess Disney owns part of it now, or actually no, I don't think they sold. They probably didn't sell that in the uh, the twentieth uh, century Fox Studio sales to Disney, which somehow was not overturned by antitrust. Yeah, laws, yeah, mm. which seems oh. dubious. Yeah. Oh, this is um. It's that Mickey Mouse this money. Is related. Uh, there is there is some other movie stuff we can talk about. We'll talk about for a little bit here. Um, so Disney is now making their game plan for what they're gonna do with Fox. Yeah, they've like slashed the release slate to ribbons. Yeah, so they they said no more Fox movie. Everything you're working on, fuck it. Oh god. Um, and and now I got this yesterday. They've scrapped the Mega Man, Magic the Gathering, and Sims movies that were I guess in the pipeline. Oh shit! Which I guess that makes sense. I I agree with the magic one because they're doing a TV show right now. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah. So it, you know, get your ducks in a row there. But it's weird that Disney was working on that. I I did not know. Fox would have been working. Oh, on Oh, Fox it. was. Oh yeah. Oh. Because they bought. And Mega Man and The Sims. Oh. I don't know how you make a movie about The Sims. Sims movie. Just like any. Any fucking wouldn't that just be the Truman Show? I guess yeah. I would do something similar to maybe, like, the Lego movie? Maybe? I just, I, I hope they come out, I hope they would have come out with an English version after, instead of just Simlish. Simlish. This, this has been broadcast in its native Simlish. 
That'd be funny. Tagamago. Subtitles. Morgan Tail. Dorney. Ikushuka Bye Bye. Um. So yeah, in the Mega Man movie, I didn't even know. I just I keep thinking back to Alita and how 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 bad that was. Uh, and I think back to Sonic the Hedgehog movie and how how rough that they're gonna have to do a lot of work to make that uh, entertaining. I don't think they had any work done when they came out of that trailer. I think they had those scenes finished, and that's it. And it was all a publicity stunt to make them seem like altruistic good guys who care about what the fans think. <laughs> <laughs> and you cannot convince me otherwise. I I mark it in your calendar now. Like write down this day. It's it's August tenth, twenty nineteen. I am saying right now that in like five years, it's going to come out and be a big controversy. <laughs> that this was all that was all a publicity stunt. There's gonna be a to Sonic the Hedgehog like tell all book or something like that. It's like it's gonna it's gonna be like when the internet was in its early days and everyone like figured out by piecing together information from various sources that Super Mario 2 was really just a reskin of Doki Doki Panic. Uh, <laughs> did it. Put it together, yeah. Doki Doki. Uh so yeah, that's my big like movie news thing. Disney they're encroaching. They own everything, as we'll see in the follow-up box office report here for the weekend of August 2nd through the 4th. Uh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Taking oh, the top. Out. Yeah, that's, I think we have to see that at some point just for the pure ridiculousness of it. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Yeah, uh, that won the weekend with uh, $60 million dollars. Which I'm sure is less than it thought it'd make. Yep. I think so. Well, um, it's got a huge budget to make back. Yeah, and uh, oh, never mind. Worldwide, it's made two hundred fifty-five <sighs> million dollars. Which <laughs> okay, they made it back. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that's still lower than they would have liked. Yeah, um, I know, and I'm actually sort of surprised that it's only it cost them two hundred million to make. Yeah, this is almost two weeks of of box office here for this. And this is like a big time. They uh, this has been being advertised for for months now. So yeah. their ad budget was was high. They've got big. They got the biggest movie star in the world in it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Samoa Joe. Jason, oh, yeah, Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, not Samoa Joe. Uh, Joe and Hawaii. <laughs> the Samoan named Joe. <laughs> um. So that's the top spot. The Lion King. Uh, falls 50% in its gross down to second, 38.5 million. It somehow got into 77. Uh, yeah, I was saying that. I'm like, <laughs> three weeks after, hey, uh, that Lion King movie seems like a good movie to put out. It's made $1.2 billion. People, if you don't like these live action remakes, stop fucking going to them. Disney sees a $1.2 billion payday, and soon you're going to have fucking the live-action yeah. Fantasia movie. Yeah. I saw somebody came out with, um, they I guess they took like the trailer or something for The Lion King, and they did a deep fakes on it. And yes. they made, they, they kind of like did a hybrid they made animation. They look like the fucking cartoons, yeah. Yeah, they made 
They made the manes a little bit more cartoonish, the eyes and the mouth a little bit more cartoonish. I, I have to no see the trailer still, but... expression in the photorealistic animals. Yeah, like... and I think that that's what this was setting out to do, was to make it more um, uh, expressive and emotion-filled. Uh, because they in, also said, the like, Scar like really King, good. that's kind of yeah. important. I mean, yeah, and they just... If you keep fucking giving them money... They're gonna like. They're not even gonna stop at the animated features. They're just gonna start, just doing live action remakes of already live action things. You know what's next? Live action Mary Poppins. Oh wait. They already did another Mary Poppins movie. Wait a the second. Eldritch Horror. Yeah. No. Um, no. Would you be happier if they had said something like, "Oh, it's not a live action Lion King. It's just a, a remake, or it's a an updated version to be more." Well, yeah, first off, hyper-realistic I am animation. That people call it live action when there is not a single real thing in the movie. Yeah. Um, but no, I wouldn't have been happy with it because it's unnecessary to do. I know, like, re-releasing The Lion King into theaters for its 25th anniversary. God, fuck, I'm old. Um, <laughs> uh, for its 25th anniversary, probably wouldn't have made them $1.2 billion. But it also would have cost a lot less yeah. than making this movie. Um, I'm sure they made a profit. I don't know. I can't. I can't say for sure whether or not fiscally this was a better move. It sure seems like it because it made 1.2 billion fucking dollars. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just it's all of these live action remakes so far have the same problem: is that they are are like soulless. It's very transparent. It, it feels like a soulless corporate cash grab versus the, like, lovingly handcrafted animation of yesteryear. Like, in, in, 20, in, a, in another 25 years, uh, which do you think is going to look better? The Lion King 2019 or the Lion King 1994? <laughs> Probably the Lion King 1994. Because they'll still be releasing fucking updated uh, HD versions. Yeah. Because, you know, they have the masters, which are pixel, not pixel resolution, like actual micron resolution, you know, like film does, like actual fucking masters film does. Yeah. Down to the individual drops of pigment on the fucking screen. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood is down 51.3%, made another $20 million. So far, it has made $91 million all domestic. I'm not sure what the projections for this movie were, but it seems like it's underperforming, which is a common theme for non-Disney movies (laughs) at the box office this year. Uh, Everything seems to kind of be underperforming. But, you know... um, Well, why hasn't it, it... Is this just not releasing worldwide? I, I guess not. It's, I don't think it's Quentin also Tarantino, very much about America. Yeah, it's well, although although to be fair, that could be of interest to people overseas. That's true. Oh, yeah, it's people like love why did they build California Adventure in California? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess it just hasn't been released worldwide. But even a domestic take for. I guess this this has a ninety million dollar budget listed here yeah. on, in box office Mojo, so it's barely even made the production budget back. Yeah, with less advertising and other promotional considerations, and it's in its second week here. And actually, well, when I clicked on it, so we record 
the numbers for the box office weekend here are from last week. But when we record, uh, we record the day before they update the box office for the current weekend. So this will be this is like another week of gross. It doesn't, of course, have Saturday gross and and Sunday gross, which is bigger movie dollars. But still, like we're we're seeing that it's not really gained much more traction heading into its third week here. Mm-hmm. So like, it, I guess Quentin Tarantino. I don't know how much money his other stuff has made. I suppose we can look at that. Um. But, like, it just seems like his, uh, I don't know if he typically is a moneymaker, but if he is, the magic seems to be running down. Um, so, here's the Tarantino franchises. So, yeah, I, just okay, up I guess late. they're not big money makers. No, they don't seem to be. 120 million, 162 million, 91 million. I mean, his most his most recent one, The Hateful Eight, made 155 million uh, worldwide. So he is open to like releasing a foreign, uh, but domestic, it only made 54 million. Yeah, so, um, I don't know that uh, production budget was it, 44 million. It looks like his highest grossing film ever was uh, Django Unchained, huh. which had a. A hundred and sixty-two million dollar domestic take, and a two hundred and sixty-two million dollar foreign take, uh, so four twenty-five worldwide. Um, yeah, this fucking. I mean, I can I can see why sort of because they're um, considered to be more artful pieces than like your Spider-Man or Iron Man and shit like that. Um, well, and and it's also rated R, so you're not bringing in like kids. I suppose that's true. Um, they're very, so I mean, some of these are very vulgar and raunchy to where I could see it turning away, um, even adults as well. Too. I mean, like a yeah, and not everyone's a Tarantino fan. I'm yeah. not a Tarantino fan, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. When you said artful, I made a very sarcastic I know you did. quotes and oh. rolled my eyes. Oh, I know you did. <laughs> I said it's considered to be artful. You know, it not some people may not see it as artful, but these are more of like a an artsy piece. They're not like yeah, they're not your popcorn no. blockbuster, but the name does carry a lot of cachet with it. Yeah. And to be averaging what, thirty million dollars a weekend here, uh in a in a box office climate where movies are phased out by week four, yeah. yep, it's not uh, unless you're Disney, in which case they stay on for three months. Yeah, fucking Spider Man. Well, this is technically a Sony movie, but I'm sure Disney has some stake in it. Spider Man Far From Home has made another seven, almost eight million here for a worldwide take of one point oh eight million. Uh, Toy Story Four. Has almost crossed a billion dollars. It's nine sixty six off of another seven million dollar weekend. Uh, yesterday, May two point four, the farewell a twenty four movie. Oh, I guess it's rolling out in more theaters and it cracked the top ten. Wow, this is a weak box office. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is the farewell? I feel like we haven't. It is. It looks like old people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see the farewell is a movie from A24 <laughs> about 
about um, Billy's family returns to China under the guise of a fake wedding to stealthily say goodbye to the beloved matriarch, the only person that doesn't know she has a few weeks to live. Rotten Tomatoes seems favorable on it as a 99% fresh, ha, no Paddington 2, uh, tomato meter <laughs> and an 89% audience score. So I guess it's, although anything with Asians in it seems to do pretty well with critics these days. Yeah, I remember seriously. Crazy Rich Asians being heaped a lot of praise on and I saw it I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> it was, it's like that. I think that one's more of like an eat, pray, love situation where everyone just sort of knew the book but they're like, yeah, now, I suppose, it's a movie and my book club can go watch the movie <laughs> and we can get wasted. My Asian book club can grab our white wine and I will them. say that when I went to see Crazy Rich Asians, and when I saw it, it was in its like ninth week or something ridiculous like that. Over fifty percent of the theater was Asian American uh-huh. or Asian. Fair enough. Well, that was a big that was a big draw to it. That yeah, the, I mean, it, the, the entire cast the, the cast was uh, some were Americanizations, but a lot were you know from Taiwan and. Is that what you call someone who was born in America because of before descent and Americanization of that culture? An Americanization? Yeah, that's what they're called. <laughs> it, that is what they're, they're called. But anyways, um, you can look it up. Like I'm not making up a, a racist thing or anything. I'm not but, uh, saying it's, it's just... <laughs> It sounds so bizarrely off-putting, you know? Well, that's it's, it's, what it's I've an heard American from... citizen. It's like an American... Uh, a naturalized is that what you mean, Jake? No, Americanized Asian. They're they they. It's usually when their parents immigrated over from Asia, uh, you know, China, Japan, what have you. Um, you see a lot of it in uh, California and whatnot, um, but they have just kind of adopted the the culture more or less. At least the the children have because they were born here. Uh, they don't so have the, yeah, they're, the they're Asian Americans is what we call them. Yes, but they're more Americanized. Like they don't have because a lot of the traditional Americans. roots of their of their their yeah you know, the past. Their parents may, but the kids don't necessarily do. I'm gonna take the TIL on this. I think that's that's fine. If that if that comes up somewhere, like with those exact terminology, I'll be like, yeah, Jake told me about that. And I'll claim as if I supported you the entire time on this uh, on this concept. I'll be like, yep, I was. Jake told me, and I immediately understood and accepted it. Because I'm such such an accepting person. Sheeple. Such a gentleman. Uh, the crawl. Uh. Oh, it should have been called crocagator or hurrigator <sighs> or hurdile, crocacane, <laughs> alicane, any combination of those. And said they um, went with crawl. Crawl, yeah. Thanks, Sam Raimi. You brought Fuck. us two good Spider-Man movies and two Evil Dead movies that I enjoyed. And one one that I did not enjoy. Um... The uh the crawl yeah that made two point one six million how is that done overall it's made its money back for sure because it only cost yeah. a hot dog and a handshake to make uh fifty five million dollars worldwide still turning a profit yeah it uh, tripled its production budget Annabelle comes home which feels like it's been in theaters for ten months um 
is still in the top 10 uh, with only 870. Isn't that depressing how weak the box office is when the 10th highest grossing film is making $878,000? Yeah. Yeah. We're not even seven digits anymore. Aladdin made $2.1 million to stay in knife, and that's another Disney live-action remake that made a billion dollars. If they keep making a billion dollars, they're going to keep making them. <laughs> God damn uh, it. Uh, Stuber is down to 12th. Wait, wait. Secret Lights of Pets 2 is in 11th? Yeah. Yeah. I, 12 weeks that's been in here? Nine, Nine weeks. weeks. No, last week. Nine weeks? That's... Two, yeah, that's two months ago. Jesus. Stuber is fucking a month and out of here. It's $574,000 out of a thousand theaters. Sorry, Fox. It made $30 million. Disney's like, scrap it. Take it out of the theaters. Get <laughs> out of here. I need to put the Aristocats live action remake oh, in. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's fucking coming, too. You know it. And we all know that our mutual friend, uh, Kirsten is gonna be like first in line to see the. <laughs> I gotta see if she's. I gotta see if she's gonna go see the cats line? movie. Of course, she's gonna see the cats movie. Anything to do with a cat. That's horror inducing. <laughs> makes that that girl terror go from crazy. the deep inducing. Terror from the well, that's a horror. <laughs> that's a horror. That's what we call horrors. Terrors from the deep. So they don't know what we're talking about. That's great. Do, do it to your friends. That's how this will be the mark of Saturn Sun's fans. If you see a whore out on the street, <laughs> you call her a terror to the d- deep in front of her with an earshot. And when she doesn't know what you're talking about, but you and all your friends know that you're high calling five. her a whore, high five and then go grab coffee at the nearest Denny's. Nearest uh, Denny's. <laughs> Fuck is just like, hey, let's go get a coffee. Heads to Denny's. Da da da. Uh, so stubber, stubber uh, budget. Let's look at the budget here because we have we have some time to kill. Uh, we're gonna sixteen million dollars to make this movie. God damn, that's actually better than I thought it'd be. Wow. So it's made it's doubled its money, almost. Uh, in the action buddy comedy genre, it is sixty fourth. Uh. Detective Pikachu, which is apparently still in some theaters, is ninth in this category. So the first number one movie in the action buddy comedy. Let's 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 count them down, folks. Yep. We got Men in Black at number one with a yep. two hundred and fifty million dollar domestic gross. Dope. Rush Hour Two at number two with a two hundred twenty six million dollar. Twenty two Jump Street one ninety one. Men in Black Two. 190, Men in Black 3, 179. You see the diminishing returns in your sequels. <laughs> the Heat. Was that the Al Pacino, Robert De Niro one? Heat. Or was that just Heat? No, The Heat was... It's the one with Melissa McCarthy, I think. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, it has McCarthy and Sandra Bullock in it. Oh. I have no memory of this movie. It's because they only released Red Band trailers for this. It was rated R. Um... Lethal it beat Lethal Weapon Two. That's crazy. Yeah. Lethal Weapon Two beat Lethal Weapon One. That that's also crazy. Uh, lethal Weapon Two. Lethal Weapon One is be behind Lethal Weapon Four. <laughs> How is that even possible? No one just no one understood when it came out. They're like, wait, these two cops are friends. 
they they're reluctant friends and they're very different and Danny Glover's kind of too old for this. Not my kind of movie. Not uh, my kind of movie. Lethal Weapon 2, 147, Lethal Weapon 3, 144, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, 14404. Uh, Rush Hour, 141, Rush Hour 3, 140, Bad Boys 2, 138, 21, oh, 22 Jump Street beat, 21 Jump Street, that's interesting, Uh, 138, Ride Along, Ride Along, really, with with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. I mean, if you're going to juxtapose two two personalities. Sure. That's uh, the one. There's actually a really funny uh, Conan remote where he, uh, Ice Cube, and Kevin Hart get in a, a lift car. <laughs> and yes, like, I remember. I saw that one. That's fun. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Ride along, Lethal Weapon Four, Central Intelligence Sixteen. Our boy, the other guys, getting in there. Number hey. seventeen, top twenty, baby. Beating out. Wild Wild West. Oh my god. 18. Wait, wait, why did wait. that beat out Wild Wild West? That was a great movie. Uh, <laughs> where's fucking Shanghai Nights? I need you to find a Shanghai Nights. Okay, on this. We'll, we'll get there. But I need to throw this this name out here for you. Do you all remember the Green Hornet movie starring Seth Rogen? Oh, we yes. don't talk about that. Oh. <laughs> well, that's number 19 on Jesus. this list, baby. I thought and that. What did that beat tanked. out? It's that, Sony, so even a tank is fucking... That beat out Starsky and Hutch, Ride Along 2, The Pineapple Express, Let's Be Cops, Another 48 Hours, 48 Hours, <laughs> which are very close. The sequel made more money, but they're separated by like $2 million. Uh, uh, Tower Heist with Ben Stiller and oh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. How is that an action buddy yeah. comedy? <laughs> Two is Guns. It- the yep. Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, God. With Ryan Reynolds oh, and yeah, uh, Sam yeah. Jackson. I, I think uh, Tank, too. Bad Boys, which made a lot less money than Bad Boys 2. Holy shit. Uh, Stakeout. Lethal Weapon all the way down in 31. Wow. So Lethal Weapon 2 is number 7. Lethal Weapon 1 is 31. Trailing, let's see, 16 spots behind Lethal Weapon 4. Is this Jeez. is this categorized by review or by gross? By this gross is by gross. domestic gross. Okay. Uh, Tango and Cash, Shanghai Nights, number thirty three, from Woo. Buena Vista Entertainment. I did not realize that was a Disney movie. Wow. Um, Spies Like Us, thirty four. <gasps> yes. The Last Boy Scout, thirty fifth. Baywatch. Which is somehow an action buddy comedy. Well, it's The Rock and um, Zach Efron, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dragnet with uh, Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Uh, 37. Shanghai Noon. 38. The Tuxedo. Who is the buddy? Is Jackie Chan in the Tuxedo the buddy combination <laughs> yeah. in the Tuxedo? I believe so. Oh my god, these movies. Remember Tuxedo, the prequel to Upgrade? <laughs> <laughs> the Rundown, Cop Out, Nothing to Lose, Money Talks, Running Scared, Midnight Run, City Heat, Showtime, 30 Minutes or Less. Wow, that's a throwback movie. Jesus. Isn't Taxi. that about the pizza delivery guy? Yes, yeah. we watched that. There was maybe one good joke in there. It was, yeah, it was not great. 
National Security, The Nice Guys, Money Train, Red Heat, R.I.P.D., which oh, uh, had potential but did not deliver on that. Uh, I Spy. Really? I Spy. Owen Wilson, Eddie Murphy <laughs> in a spy movie. Wow. I thought that was about that the books. I Spy. <laughs> Hollywood Homicide uh, starring uh, Harrison Ford and discount Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Um, I forget. I need to look up uh, the name of that guy because it's gonna bug me. This was part. Of, this was in Harrison Ford's uh, not do not want to remember days. <laughs> it wasn't a terrible movie. I was one of the few things that was on like net, in the early days of Netflix streaming when it wasn't impossible to find like a new movie that looked interesting. I watched it. It was okay. Uh, Josh Hartnett is discount Ashton Kutcher. Um, we're still trying to find Stuber on this list here. <laughs> It's it's behind such luminaries as Hollywood Homicide, Bad, comp- Bad Company, Double Take, Loaded Weapon One. <laughs> We're getting in a knockoff franchise. Uh, loaded Weapon, Logan Lucky. Oh wow! I, oh that's yeah, miscategorized. That's a heist movie. Um, all about the Benjamins, The Hard Way, Hot Fuzz, and Stuber. I'm glad Hot Fuzz came out above that because that's a that's a good. All the movies uh, below Struber on this list, I do not recognize. Yeah, Ch- Chill Factor, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Knockoff Renegades, The Man. <laughs> Harley Davidson wait, and the Marlboro Man. Becky Lynch Man. got her own movie? This is a real movie, folks. Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Let's see its Rotten Tomatoes score. I need to. I don't believe that this movie actually exists. This is the movie that's going to come up in two weeks on like some random thing where we're like, wait, do we just get? Do we just get Bader Meinhoft, Mickey Rourke, and Don Johnson in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man? Tomato meter twenty two percent of eighteen total reviews. That's rough. Uh, so like. No one saw this movie. <laughs> Audience score of 65% of 12,237 reviews. I, let's file this away. Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man, for like when we just want to review a random, terrible movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. Um, but yeah, like, like the tuxedo being on that list yeah. is, is just bizarre to me. We, uh, we, we missed a trailer, too. Okay. I sent it in Discord, and it's called Honey Boy. We were going to, we looked at that, and we were like, oh, look, this is a, it's some fucking, um, whatchamacallit, indie, some indie shit. Indie drivel. Yeah, but it's written by Shia LaBeouf, and it's this is not inspiring. starring Shia LaBeouf. Oh, is he this guy I'm seeing right now in the thumbnail with yes. the receding hairline and the... Yeah, and it's about it's apparently it's about his story growing up, like becoming like an actor in in Hollywood and supporting Child his actor. dad, and his dad was like, "I'm your cheerleader, honey boy." Sure, it looks I, uh, it looks pretty dramatic. I don't know. Looks- I don't really have interest in the Shia LaBeouf written and directed Shia LaBeouf biopic. Oh, I so do because he's an yes. actual cannibal. <laughs> so. I want to see what crazy shit comes out of his mind. (laughs) Actual cannibal. 
Shia LaBeouf. Actual Kevin All right, Shia LaBeouf. Let's, let's pull some gaming news here. Um, a lot of Borderlands 3 stuff. Uh, we had trailer for Beastmaster Robot. People are I mean, mad at you, Borderlands you 3? You the dog. Why are, why are well, people mad at Borderlands 3 again? Because Epic Games and the whole controversy with Randy Pitchford and the original voice actor for Claptrap. Yes, that's uh, what, that is what that was, yeah. Um, I thought there was a it, Twitch thing. No. That, like, Take-Two Entertainment was, like, uh, threatening people. Like oh, YouTubers, well, yeah, kind of he, he talked about public. There's a streamer who talked about publicly leaked information. Oh, okay. And got in big trouble. Like they sent like cops to his house. By take two, yeah, yeah. The I guess the publishers or whatever. Because that was yeah. that was like a, a trending uh, hashtag was boycott Borderlands three, and I'm like, no, I think it's gonna be a fun game. <laughs> I don't yes, want to. It's gonna be great. I'm and like, trust me. In like two months, everyone's going to forget all about this shit. Because oh that's, yeah, that's just the news cycle the culture now. today. Is that something comes up, people are mad about it for twenty eight to forty eight hours, and then they forget about it. Meanwhile, Flint, Michigan, is going on year five of not having clean drinking <laughs> water. So, the the only way I could say you get around that is if cops or like local police department take immediate action. Like this one Twitch streamer throwing her cat, or no, though the uh, sorry the YouTuber hitting her dog. So much <laughs> fucking animal abuse in the video world. All right, well, when Jake and I did our episode, uh, we talked briefly about the girl who threw her cat, and uh, we were like, you know, that's not really abuse. It's she threw the cat, yeah, and onto her bed. In where like, it landed on its feet and went about its day. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's fine. It's not like she threw it against the wall with the intent to harm it. No, no, no. It's not like she d- chop-putted it against a fucking ceiling fan <laughs> and then the cat flew across the room. No. But then there's this other girl who... And none of, I, I find it shocking that none of these people who were so angry about it have like played with their cat like that, where you like toss it in the air and you catch it, and the cat loves it. Yeah, well, some cats love it. Other cats are like, <laughs> it pukes a little bit. Whatever. It's there, fun. there are there are all kinds of cats. There are cats that like to be held and snuggled, and cats that if you like touch them, they will bite you. Yeah, cats that if you leave them alone for a day, they'll shit in your laptop. <laughs> there are cats that if you go to pack for a business trip, they will shit in your suitcase as a silent protest. <laughs> Cat, Both cats of those crazy. actually happened. Yeah, these are cat stories that Peter and I shared uh, on our midnight drive back from Queens last night. <laughs> oh, Jake, we have to add. I, we didn't ask you yet, so we'll ask you. All right. So we're last night. We were at a show in the New York City arena for yeah. for wrestling. We went to House of Glory's High Intensity Eight. Yes. Okay. And they had some. They had a DJ playing some music uh, in front of the show. Yeah, the New York City arena is a literal nightclub. Okay. That they uh, set up a wrestling ring in the middle uh, I, of some I like projectors, <laughs> like the like a cafeteria. There's a legitimate disco ball in the fucking middle. I'm of intrigued. The ring, precariously perched above the ring. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. falls hits somebody. Glasses yeah, everywhere. Someone also someone almost kicked it. But okay, so this preview music. What song, Jake, would you expect to be played in a in New York City disco? 
uh, before a wrestling match as part of the pre-show music. Well, I feel like they would just do something that's more wrestling oriented, some like hard rock or some some crazy stuff. But I don't know what to believe anymore after we saw uh, Billie Eilish playing at. Oh, we didn't see Billie Eilish, but they had Billie Eilish playing before that one wrestling match that we went to. Oh yeah, and um, like <laughs> that was like this is kind of out of place. Like I expect like some hard rock. Well, the rest of it was hard rock, edgy yeah. stuff. Um, but this one, we I'm, were walking away from the we were walking away from the food bar, and um, we hear this this beat come on, boom, 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 and. And I recognize it almost. A tinkling piano comes up, and I still don't get it. And Kurt Pease would be like, Peter, is this? And I listen to the music, and the first three words come up are, But she's homeless. And there I see Crystal Waters' Gypsy Woman playing in a New York City nightclub in 2019. Uh, This was preceded, and to Jake's point, yes, you would expect hard rock maybe some some metal of, of varying course but um preceding the crystal waters was uh bon jovi's greatest hits followed by neil diamond's sweet caroline <laughs> which fucking got the crowd going yeah okay um yeah and then crystal waters just the cherry <laughs> on top later in the night a butter themed wrestler who entered to the Mucha Lucha theme song, won a match against a Freddy Krueger themed wrestler by delivering a spinning pie face. Uh, what? His this name was like Montekia. God damn it. This show, this show had things going. We will talk about this on the Saturn Slam on Thursday, but this show had some stuff in it it uh it certainly was a show <laughs> i like um, the crystal waters i, I like that's my type of jam i sent that snapchat to uh to jake i don't know f- if the music was audible <laughs> i don't know if it was but i <laughs> i remember that i'm like what the fuck is play <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's no. home <laughs> Oh my god, it's so fantastic. It was. I, I got you during the yada dee, yada dies. <laughs> That's the, great. That song, Peter found this song somewhere in the in the dregs of humanity. And yes. um, he shared it with Jake and I. And the music video to this is just... Horrifying. It's, it's bizarre avant-garde performance art. Yes. Well, the fucking then the person comes in with like the mask and I'm like oh no there are nightmares spinning umbrellas there's a mannequin hand on a fishing pole <laughs> yeah and then there are the most the nicest guys who are just in the most generic t-shirts like doing 90s yeah, dancing in front of toy houses guys guys who were who came from their gap commercial yep. uh commercial shoot and just wandered onto this set and danced in front of dollhouses. So we had some good laughs at this, particularly the uh, fucking t- Crystal Waters. She made a lot of money, but she is not the most talented musician you've ever heard. And particularly her yada dee yada dies are not matching the key of the music. <laughs> her yada so it's, yada it's in free tone, if you would. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so we, we had fun with this, and then it it kind of subsided. And then I was watching uh, King of the Hill on uh, Hulu one one day, and I was watching this episode where Bobby like gets involved in like child 
pageant modeling, and they're doing a show at the mall, and Gypsy Woman is playing. And I, I immediately tell Peter, he's like, wow, Mike Judge at one point signed off on the inclusion of the song. And then months later, it enters our lives yet again. <laughs> it's like when Return of the Mac comes up. Yes. So bef- the year prior to the Crystal Waters Gypsy Woman obsession, uh, Peter had found the Return of the Mac music video, which is the song is actually a pretty good R&B jam. Yeah. Uh, but the music video is fucking hilarious because it's Mark Morrison uh, arguing with his girlfriend and his about clones. how she lied to him, being backed up by his clones. Yeah. And there's he first off, he's sporting a haircut that belongs in the Smithsonian. Because it looks different from every angle you view it at. <laughs> it is a a soft fade mohawk tilted to the side like a fucking, you know, like those army hats like that airline stewardesses wear, like the little almond hats. Yeah, the little pill cap yeah. or whatever. Like when, you know, when they wear them to the side to be sexy. Think of that, but it's hair. <laughs> and it's just the most 90s, like. Yeah. The most '90s black guy thing ever. Like he's got the leather trench coat going on in the, in the London underground Looking like party. Looking Morpheus. <laughs> and, yeah. and my favorite, my favorite part of the music video is it gets to the chorus where he's like, "You lied to me," and fucking yeah. His his girl his girl's there and like he's got his clones flanking him on the side and the one clone's like, "Yeah," he's like bobbing his head like you did. And like for surprise that him his clones are backing him up in this argument i don't know why i find that so fucking funny my but favorite, i do my favorite one is all right i'll share mine and we can move on my favorite is when he fucking they're just dancing and there's just an empty shot like a, a non-focused shot of the party and then like a foot in front of the camera lens he just slides in with his fucking elbows up <laughs> And just looking straight at the camera like, I was here the whole time. So um, I want this to be on record that uh, Saturn studs were making fun of older 90s music videos long before Game Grump started doing it. Yes. So whenever you hear them joke about the music video for Sweating Bullets, remember that we were riffing for an entire episode of our Shining Force Let's Play (laughs) on the Return of the Mac music video (laughs) in 2016. (laughs) Get it. Oh, fuck. All right, what's next? Um, Oh, there's a new No Man's Sky. They did a big-ass fucking update to No Man's Sky. It's now got, like... It had co-op before, but now it's got, like, actual, actual fucking co-op where you can be on the same planet as your buddy. Reactually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah um, and not like because No Man's Sky had like co-op before, but you were both just fucking around in the universe, and like, God forbid, you actually ever find where each other was. Yeah, um, yeah, that um, feel like that'd be hard because they were like, oh, it's such a huge open world. But if yeah, if you can lose yourself really easily, I guess. Twitch uh, has launched a new streaming client called Twitch Studio. It is a competitor to OBS. Um, it is still early in development, and uh, the I haven't heard much about it in terms of like its its feature suite. Uh, but it, it's made for people who are. It's kind of I think this is really going to end up killing Streamlabs OBS, which is kind of a more streamlined uh, OBS experience for people who aren't as technical. Um, Xsplit I think is is just kind of dead because that's a paid software and. Mm-hmm. 
there's so many free alternatives now. And with Twitch, the biggest streaming platform, making its own tool catered more to people who are inexperienced and just want to get going, I feel like that's it'll take off and, and do well. But I don't think it's ever going to have the feature suite to support uh, like us switching over to it or anything like that. Especially because we're we're back on Twitch, people. Um, we've we've got our simulcast set up working now, and uh, we will every stream we do from here on out will be simulcast both on YouTube and Twitch. So I will mm-hmm. update our website once again with the Twitch uh, link, and we'll be back to our our uh, followers there who are probably moved on to other streams. <laughs> we will be live from the scene. Yeah. Uh, um, Ninja already has a million uh, subscribers on Mixer. So oh, nice! That was a big get from Microsoft. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Discord opens a live streaming service for small groups of friends. So pretty much what I do uh, to get Jake and uh, Peter there. Well, actually, no, it would be more like just streaming client. Oh, I guess it would be kind of like what we do to avoid uh, stream lag when it's a single player game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're building that feature into into Twitch, which is interesting. Or not Twitch, into Discord. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. We're, I did not pull these articles beforehand, so forgive you got, me. For, you got The Rock, Becky Lynch, and uh, John Cena, and who is it? Uh, Xavier Woods in Brawlhalla. The new, new characters in Brawlhalla. So if you're a oh, WWE they, they, fan and a a Brawlhalla fan? You're happy. Man, your worlds have collided in the most spectacular way. Yep. Yeah. This is just another, just once again, WWE just being like, here, media, it, assimilate, merge, Scooby-Doo. John Cena will punch a boulder in Scooby-Doo. They, they try, they, they fucking get high off of mainstream publicity. Um, there was some new Pokemon stuff that got oh, revealed. God. <coughs> um, Don't Kiss even... Zigzagoon? The Kiss Zigzagoon, the uh, <laughs> fucking Downton Abbey wheezing, and the... Uh, I haven't seen that one. The girlfriend Pokemon. You haven't seen the oh, Downton yeah. Abbey? Yeah, the girlfriend Pokemon. Does it have a monocle? Uh, uh Close. Really fucking a, close, Peter. <laughs> it has a dapper hat. Ye- yep, ding, ding, ding. This is uh, the that's... Glaler <laughs> wheezing. Oh, you got <laughs> Underneath the title on this article, why is Doug Dimadome trending on Twitter? Yes, there have been a million Doug Dimadome references. And Bong uh, references, too. Yeah. Hit that uh, wheezing, man. So, apparently, because yeah. I was confused at why he is Poison Fairy now. Cause he's apparently... I don't get the fairy typing. I, I Dave explained this to me. Apparently, this is Nintendo's uh, reasoning because he will take the smoke, the poison smoke, and purify it. Oh, and I think that's what's coming out of his smokestacks is purified smoke or air or whatever. Even fucking fuck. our even our fictional characters need fucking flu gas tubes. God damn it! I gotta yeah, build reformer I don't, stacks. Uh, I don't agree with that. But poison fairy no. is going to be a ridiculously strong defense i was gonna say i was like that's really good right yes (laughs) it's going to be very strong um because fairy was weak to what steel and uh so a steel let me uh pokemon 
resistance calculator. Cause that's like really fucking good. So let's let we'll we'll pull this up here because we're we're having fun. We're just yeah. dicking around here. So let's see, poison and fairy is week two ground and steel, but it probably has levitate. It so does have levitate and some knock other the ground off there. Jesus uh, fuck. So steel and psychic. Psychic is a pretty common uh, attacking yeah. type, uh, but steel isn't too common. Uh, it takes normal damage from normal flying, poison, rock, ghost, fire, water, and electric. It resists grass, dark, and fairy, and takes a quarter damage from fighting and bug. So one of the the most common attacking type. Yep. Uh, it resists four acts, and it is immune to dragon. So that's, uh, what, seven types that has resistances to? It resists, yes, it resists seven types, or six types. Counting uh, levitate. Yes, so counting levitate, it's immune to ground. So it, it is immune or resists. It's immune to two types. It takes a quarter damage from two types, and it takes half damage from three types, and is only weak to two. So yes, Damn. it is a very strong defensive typing. Wow. <laughs> so if it has any sort of recovery in its move pool, it will be very difficult to deal with. And the Hangry Hamster, which we have nicknamed your girlfriend Pokemon, <laughs> yeah. because it's very sweet and cute until it gets hungry, and then it turns into a monster. Yeah, it, it has like two modes, and I think it's it one. It has an, a move called Aura Wheel that is uh, electric when you first use it, and then when you're in Hangry mode, it's dark. <laughs> and you, uh, I think you, um, you switch between your modes somehow. I, f- I forgot how, how you do it. But yeah, it, it has literally the hangry mode. And then, yeah, uh, the, and then we the have Glyler the zigzagoon. Zigzagoon, which is, which Fuck adds yeah. a, uh, a new evolution. I, which is cool. I like that. I hope they do more of that because, um, I, I just think more evolutions, more content. I, I like it. Um, but, don't make it kiss. <laughs> What's uh, wrong with kiss, man? Nothing's wrong with it. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's something weird about it. I don't it. know if it's supposed to be kiss or it's probably more supposed to be like the hunt. clash or something. I think because... it's a, it's 100% supposed to be like kiss because well, Zigzagoon has the star. Didn't one of the band members have a yeah, but star the clash on also had stuff like that. And if it's based in the UK, the clash was like a big... Uh, maybe the Clash didn't paint their face. I'd, Some UK I guess I band... would prefer to believe it was the Clash, just because they have more, more artistic credibility than Kiss. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Kiss was Kiss pretty is, damn good. Kiss was pretty big. Yeah, uh, but again, what, it was American, were... so that's why I'm like. Yeah, that's that's why I don't. That's the think... weird part. And from what I under what I my point was, from what I understand, Kiss was a very uh, manicured and and uh, well produced. The strength was in the production. I'm not seeing any uh, painted yeah, face. On I guess the clash. not. Um, I I'll, I'm pulling this off of like my vague memory of a Red Hot Chili Peppers music video where they did, uh, like some band and okay. one of them had some face paint on. But yeah, I guess it is. It is. I mean, it resembles Kiss more than it does any other uh, group. So, and I think part of the reason why is the tongue. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah. it's a strange choice. It is a strange uh, choice. But yeah, the the fully evolved form is 
it has like the costuming and and stuff of, resembling yeah. Kiss. Because like Gene Simmons was really well known for having the like the kind of like armor plates, arm yeah. stuff. They like, all like, like full armor. Fucking weird. <laughs> Too much stuff. <laughs> it, it is a lot of fucking shit. Oh my god. I'm just. I'm just. You know. Uh, Drop this in the Discord. Just yeah, like we were looking at some pictures of Kiss ourselves. Just like the yeah. fuck, like who has uh, six-inch elevator boots that is teeth, and then like a cape with full with cosplay mustache. armor. The See, the funny shit is, yeah. is that people who love Kiss would make fun of somebody like cosplaying or some shit like that, or going to like a, a medieval fair. Yeah. Like, like, Kiss isn't a hardcore band. Like if you listen to their stuff, it's no, it's they're not soft. at all. That's why uh, I when I think of Kiss, I don't think of like heavy metal, and they look heavy metal. Yeah, like <laughs> their best, their like best songs are like light disco. Yeah, like uh, I was made for loving you is probably their best song, and it's <laughs> it's got a light disco beat. I'll play it for Peter when we're when we wrap here. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's. that's and then you got this the new Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, Kiss Pokemon. Some people love it. Some people are on the fence about it. But I'm sure oh well. if you are a fan of Kiss, you appreciate it. <laughs> if <laughs> exactly. you are not a fan of Kiss, you hate it. And if you're somewhere in between, you're apathetic towards it. Yeah. Yup. Um. Anything else? Uh, I'm sure there's some shit. Um. Is this new? Hold on. Uh, let me send a picture. Is this an ice uh, form of crawdont? Is this true or not? Um, ice form of crawdont. I don't know if that's real or not. I have not seen anything. That's the first I've it. seen of it. Yeah, you'd think it'd be more prominently uh, featured Displayed. on this news yeah. sites. Okay. That was just through Google Images, so I was like, oh, oh uh, maybe. Yeah. maybe not. I mean, that'd be cool. I'd be down for it. Um, yeah, we talked about the uh, Brawley, Brawlhalla uh, stuff. Brawley, Brawlhalla. Bringing Brawley into Brawlhalla. Um, yeah. Um, no. Well, yeah. Other than like the media being back on its fucking uh, video games cause violence kick for. Like the eighth time in history, yeah. Um, um, and as a result, ESPN pulling coverage of Apex Legends. Oh, what I the fuck, pulled. really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, fucking. Hell. So this is probably we've been down this road before uh, a number of times, and every study that's ever been done finds no link. No. And, yep. Uh, <laughs> like fucking, there have been several world wars that have been fought long before. <laughs> video games um and there's there's just so many statistics to debunk the whole nonsense but i think this is probably the furthest reaching impact it's had in terms of like altering events yeah yeah which is yeah. which is unfortunate wait, wait, uh, yeah which really sucks and i mean like there's a tons of facts out there now i was i was kind of relieved to see um I watched a clip from Fox News and it was, they had some, uh, the video gamer, um, I forgot what his name was, but he's pretty big. Uh, he came on to kind of give like a testimonial, 
Oh, I heard uh, about that. I yeah, I, forgot, I totally forgot what his name is. I'm sorry. Um, but he gave this testimonial Fox News. And um, one of the things that they did at the end uh, when they were like closing up the segment was they did cite several uh, studies that drew no connection whatsoever between violence and video games. So, yeah, I mean, I've... even even the, the people who would be calling for uh, video game reform. God, that sounds so fucking weird. Um, are still citing sources that it, there is no link. But whether they listen to that fucking common knowledge is is another story. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's just really unfortunate to see that. Yeah, all this is happening. You said video game guy on, on <laughs> Fox News. I immediately thought back to the bizarre Fox Business segment with Logan Paul. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm the fastest man in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you after this. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> bizarre. Oh, it's um, so weird. What also is bizarre is uh, the character of Ron Burgundy. Bizarre. 15 years ago. Speaking of news segments. Yeah, news and all that. 15 years ago, uh, not quite this month. I think it was a couple months ago. But 15 years ago, the summer... Uh, Angerman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, was released into theaters, and, and since we had some uh, time crunches involved with transportation to and from Queens, uh, we we decided to go with that because it's quick, it's somewhat relevant, and it's, good. Uh, it's a good movie. And, and we you know what? I've, yeah, fuck yeah. It. I've seen this movie, like, probably ten times. I maybe will, more. I will level with everyone. I did not watch the movie this week, and one of the reasons I picked Anchorman is specifically because I have watched the movie so many times. <laughs> yeah. I know it from memory. I didn't watch it. have to watch it. <laughs> I didn't need to watch it last night. I, I knew exactly everything I love about this movie. I can cite scenes from it. It's, it's fantastic. I probably... Maybe not every scene, but like a good 75% of this movie I can recite from memory. And I'll drop another bombshell on you guys. This was my first time seeing this movie. I remember oh, you telling my. me you had not seen Anchorman oh. once and me freaking out on you about it. <laughs> um, <Peter> the fuck? <laughs> in a drunken fit of rage that I, yes. that I want to have. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, uh, Diane uh, had also never seen Anchorman for a while, and I had a very similar reaction, but we corrected that. And I own uh, the Anchorman 1 and 2 combo pack, and I've seen both the theatrical and extended cuts of this movie. Uh, the extended cut doesn't add too much. That's why yeah. I, that's the one I watched. I don't know what it is. What what they extended on it? They they didn't really add. It was just uh, they extended a couple scenes and probably kept in more of the improv that the cast did. But what a what a fucking cast! Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they all played so well with each other. You had Will Ferrell, who was just you know a comedic genius with with little peer. Uh, you had Paul Rudd, and a great role for him. He does mm-hmm. such a great job playing the sleazy Brian Fantana. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. Christina Applegate, who was good in her role. Um, like, she wasn't as funny in the movie as some of the other characters, but that wasn't her character. So she, yeah, she, I don't she think she was meant well. to, be the, to be the straight the, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, Fred Willard man. was also the straight man. And, yes. and this is a great example. Fred. I wanted to bring this up because uh, we had talked about how they didn't nail the dynamic in Stuber. 
uh, with uh, Dave mm-hmm. Batista and uh, Kamal and Johnny because they never really found it. Uh, Fred Willard as the straight man in this movie, uh, like he, the straight man works when he is like he he plays it straight laced, but he still like adapts with the ridiculousness of what's happening around him. Yeah. Like the phone conversations yes. Fred Willard had with the fucking people in this movie with his son, and he's. Oh, He's like, who, who hasn't seen some German pornography in their lifetime? <laughs> oh, no, of course you haven't, sister. I, my mistake. I was just speaking in generalities. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking reference to the, the, the guy with the marching band. Yeah. It's like, put the gun down and let the marching band go. <laughs> put the crossbow down <laughs> and let He's the got, marching band go. He's just taking Anthony. He's fired into a crowd. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so great. I, yeah, looking at this movie, I it's so interesting because this movie, I think, has been more influential than many other comedies on the face of comedy in the following 15 years since its release. I look at, like, the internet comedy, which has completely assimilated this movie into its quota sphere. Yes. Like, I, I was, I looked at, like, there was probably maybe 15% of the jokes I saw that I had not heard before on the internet. Right. In meme form, in image macro form, in clip form, uh, this was an insanely quotable movie. Oh um, yeah! But so I see it on the internet, and the internet's sort of uh, way of humor about things. I see this in modern comedy movies that have tried are, are like trying to grasp at some of the greatness <laughs> that was this. Um, I see it in yeah, and like when you think of, I I feel bad, but immediately after watching this movie, I'm like, I need to just. I need to take Ghostbusters 2016 and beat it over the head with a sledgehammer that is this movie (laughs) and say, look, they were doing improv in that movie, but it sucked because you didn't have a good direction on it and you didn't keep it tight. This movie, this is like the the end game of comedy where I've, I've seen it. I've seen a thousand movies that have tried similar things to this and just fucked it all up. There's so many ways to do this movie wrong. Just because you have, just because you look at the movie and you can see, oh, look, these guys are kind of like riffing. Or, oh, we put all these great comedy actors in this movie. Or, oh, it's kind of it's kind of silly and off the wall and has these segments that come out of nowhere. You know, they take those and they don't understand the, the amount of effort and work they went into it. And and to they that try. point, it's a, it's a tight line to walk because the sequel to this movie uh, also failed to capture uh, the same sort of magic that this had. Uh, despite having pretty much all the same creative forces behind it, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I mean they brought they brought back everybody. Yeah, I think it. the and... the issue with that more so is that uh, <clears throat> it it came a little too late. I think um, if if it had been released sooner after Anchorman, yeah. I think it would have been it would have been a little bit better. Of course, it would have to have been tweaked a little bit, but I think the the time and the build of the expectation of this sequel that everyone wanted for so long. Yes. It, yeah. it, it made it nearly impossible to deliver a product that would have satisfied people. Yeah. Right. Because at that point it was, I mean, Anchorman had reached like cult classic kind of status. And yeah, you know, when you release a, a sequel, how many years after well, it? Like it was nine, like, what, I think nine, nine ten, ten. Yeah. Years after it, I mean, yeah, you have a lot of people who remember the movie, but 
you know, you, you better really up your game. Yeah. It's got to be yeah. and above and beyond. what they did is they tried to, like, do Anchorman but bigger. And yeah, I that's that's it, what it, I felt. That's it exactly doesn't work. What I felt. It works. It, Anchorman works because it's a small scale. It's a yeah. It's a small city. It's it's about local news. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what film took that kind of idea and and did a better job of making a sequel to a cult classic comedy was Super Troopers two. Yes. Where they just yeah. said, "No, we're not calling back to the fucking jokes. You already know that movie. It's already there." We're just going to make a whole new one. The characters are what you really like. We're going to make new jokes. I mean, there are a few like references, like the leader of Cola. Uh, oh, yeah. That comes okay, back yeah. in, in Super Troopers 2. And, you know, there are a few references to, like, the shenanigans stuff with the... I don't remember what the other word was that the Canadian farpa oh. used. Um, yeah. Or what the, the restaurant was called in uh, mm-hmm. Canada. Oh, I don't remember. It was, it was something... It was, like... Another word, a synonym for shenanigans. Yeah. But there, there were new jokes in there. Yes. Like, and that I still remember, like fucking Flova Scotia. Flova Scotia. Flova fucking Scotia. And my fucking favorite scene in that movie with Farva and the fucking mobility scooter because he's got like facial paralysis. Yeah. And he's like, he's making fun of a disabled man. Everyone, everyone attack him. And just the look on his face as he wheels away. Fucking seared in my memory uh but yeah like that that worked too because they didn't try to blow up the scope of it they they moved it into a different setting with the same characters and they the times they did like borrow from similar ideas they were like self-aware of that and and joked off it like they're like another local cop conspiracy come on let's maybe not (laughs) jump the gun on that uh, and it, it worked. It worked well for that. I mean, of course, that movie didn't do well critically, but we all enjoyed it. And it's a most, by a landslider, most Yosh. viewed episode for some reason. Just find Scooby Doo <laughs> and the Curse of Mystery Island. Yeah, I don't, yeah, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, the the first Jake and I episode, also weirdly successful. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our uh, our our demographic is uh, pot smokers and Scooby Doo yeah. lovers. Well, I mean. There's a lot of the Venn diagram on that is pretty much a perfect circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to to Anchorman, the movie we're talking about. It's just everything worked. Like all the dialogue, uh, it was it was all funny, and and the the comedic chemistry between everyone on the cast was just top notch. And of course, you had you had the absurdist out of nowhere, off the wall kind of jokes where like they're talking about it's like tell us what it's like ron what like being in love man and then they like do their fucking barbershop quartet of yes. afternoon delight out oh, of nowhere yeah. <laughs> and oh. it's just all it all works together so well there's a rainbow over there ron do me on it <laughs> do me on it and of course the the most iconic scene that everyone remembers from this movie uh two scenes actually the the actual fight between the local news organizations <laughs> and yeah. the aftermath to it where 
I love they all run in with their different weapons. <laughs> they all pull. They, what? What is? What does Ron pull? Out? He pulls out like a bishop's club or something. Yeah, like, it's like, like, like a leg he has, post. He has a knotted like shillelagh. <laughs> and fucking. He pulls that out of nowhere. Yeah, Champ Champ has his brass knuckles, and, and Brian has his like switchblade. And then Brick's just holding a grenade. Grenade. Yeah. Grenade? <laughs> Brick, where'd I, you get that grenade? I don't know. Fucking. <laughs> They're they're doing their verbal jousting, uh, Will Ferrell and uh, uh, Vince Vaughn, oh, yeah. and Brick like wanders over onto their yes. side. He's laughing on him, and like Brian pulls him back, and then like the the public access news came in and like taking a plate from our pledge drive to kick some ass, <laughs> and then fucking out of nowhere, Ben Stiller for his cameo comes his, like, in. His like fucking Telemundo. The Spanish language news. <laughs> yeah. Fucking with a terrible tan and a t- worse accent. <laughs> cracking a whip. <laughs> this like, is okay. in the river's red rend with burgundy's Burgundy. blood. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's establish the rules. No touching of the hair or face. What do they call it? Queen's rules? (laughs) Yeah. Queen's rules. No touching of the hair face. They start beating each other up. Fucking. Well, the cops come and they all scatter. This is my favorite fucking part. (laughs) And it just gets so. It it escalates so much into, like, you know, there's a fucking uh, guy on a horse. Nets are being thrown. A trident. trident. Brick throws a trident. I was very proud of that. He spears the guy with the fucking trident, and there's a man on fire. And they're talking about it. He's like, wow, that really escalated quickly. That really got out of hand. (laughs) You boys kept your head on a swivel. You you killed a man with a trident. I feel like... I wonder if they did that scene first, where there was like... They probably filmed like a regular fight scene, and then they filmed that after, and they let Will Ferrell and the guys riff. And then, like, wait, what if we just made that a scene? Oh, I, I, I don't doubt that that's a possible way that that came in the bout. Like, even in the writer's room where they're just, like, riffing about this fight. And they just, they, they start with, like, explaining what happened in the fight. And then they actually filmed a lot of that. But, yeah, like, in the aftermath, they're, like, they deal, they they ground the ridiculousness in reality. Because they're like, yeah, Brick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You should probably lay low for a while. <laughs> If you have any family out of town, you should maybe stay with them until this blows <laughs> over. Uh, I I want to give at least a piece of lip service to the romance in this. Because, like, I feel like it, it's almost easy to misconstrue the uh, the little arc that they have. Because, like, in, in some rom- rom-coms, like, oh, I guess not rom-coms, but comedies involving romance, romance, um, some people might they try and be like, oh, he's a dick, but he loves her anyway. But like, he wasn't a dick in this. He was nice. He was charismatic, and he was he was the only one who really treated her like a like a person. And that was, and then drove their conflict. And then yeah, and then sorry. I just wanted to say that there was there. I liked that. I noticed that. I was like, yeah, he's actually getting her because he's like charismatic and and cool. Yeah, we're we're talking about Brick and the Bear, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I'm, I'm on a big furry lawnmower. My, uh, that was one of, another one of the underrated lines from this movie that's not quoted as much. But when Veronica's in the bear pit, and Brian's like, "Ron, I know this sounds harsh, but God does not want her to live." <laughs> 
news team. <laughs> they jumped out of the bear pen like this was a mistake. <laughs> they just getting their hats kicked by the bears. <laughs> Baxter comes off. Jack Black and his cameo in this movie. Oh my god. Punts, yes. punts his little terrier off a bridge. Oh god. <laughs> he punts the dog off the bridge and then he just floats away. You think he's dead? But then it comes back. And he negotiates peace with the bear. <laughs> what What did he say? It was like, like do you know I've met this? Many of your kind. I've met many of your kind. Do you know <laughs> yeah, this bear? He's like, yes, he is my cousin. You are friends with the bears. <laughs> uh, yeah. You ate a whole wheel of cheese in the fridge. I'm not even, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Yeah, Ellen. That brings me to fucking just Will Ferrell. Because, like, his, his just the real confidence and just boldness of which he says this absolute fucking ridiculous shit is is fantastic. Oh, this burrito's good, but it's filling. Yeah, uh, Will Ferrell uh, loves playing this Ron Burgundy character, and he, you know, he's he's brought it to the podcast space, and he's done it in stage performances. Uh, several times, and on the first episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, you know, he and Will Ferrell are he, Will Ferrell's the guest, and they're talking about it. And he's like, You just there's some comedy show where he was hosting as Ron Burgundy, and uh, Jerry Seinfeld is like very particular about how he likes to be introduced. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will just as Ron Burgundy is like, The thing with Ron is he's an expert on everything in his own mind, right? <laughs> and yeah. he just spouts whatever bullshit with such confidence. And he's like rambling on and on and on. He's like, I was kind of nervous that Jerry wouldn't like it, but then when he came back from his set, he was like laughing his ass off and loved it. <laughs> oh, it's a great, it's a great fucking yeah. character. And yeah, the character is great, and I think that's one of the the strengths of the movie is is the Ron Burgundy character is such a great comedic character. Like every everything about him works well. It's like, uh, um, fucking. The I forget the character's name and oh yeah Kenny Powers and Eastbound and Down or uh, mm. Homer Simpson on The Simpsons they just you know work right. every everything into the to the production so well yeah this does feel like one of those those movies that was built from the ground up from a just a great spark a creative spark an idea and built up into a full on movie instead of like someone saying we want a movie and build it from the top down you know i'm just saying yeah. okay let's what do we fill in here what do we put in this um that's what that's kind of what stuber felt like to me a little yeah. bit where they're just like we fox is like we need a comedy movie we have dave batista and come on and johnny what do we make it about yeah, and we're not trying to pick too much on stuber but it it just it was a movie that had potential but didn't click and uh we we that's that's why we talk about it. like a ghostbuster 2016 that was just a bad movie and uh we we move on from it uh mm-hmm. but like with stuber it seemed like it had a lot of promise but it just didn't didn't connect and we're, we're trying to figure out why what was missing and uh you know you go back and you visit comedies such as these where everything works and you kind of like learn about how to craft these things and why this works and and why it's it's difficult to recreate and 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 such like that but like the the movie is called the legend of ron burgundy and i think as 
you know, that was maybe a bit of an ambitious title when it when it was released. <laughs> but in the fifteen with fifteen years of hindsight, we can say that yeah, this movie has become legendary in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think is one of the the great comedy classics of of Will Ferrell's golden era of uh, this and Step Brothers and. Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. Fucking and, Blades of Glory, even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blades of Glory was a bit of a misfire. And then, like, you know, the other guys, which yep. not critically acclaimed at the time, but public opinion has, has come around to my way of thinking, as it usually does. I'm just <laughs> oh, a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a prophet of my time, and uh, I am much like Jesus, <laughs> reviled and feared because of it. <laughs> reviled and feared. <laughs> feared. I love. Ah, uh, yes. I Jesus, love how that's what you laughed about, and not my comparing myself to Jesus. <laughs> Just the way you don't really think of being like, ah, oh, our Lord Jesus, he was very feared. <laughs> I mean, if you read the Bible, was, oh yeah, no, people fear the shit out of he him. He was reviled and feared. He was crucified because people <laughs> yeah. didn't like the things he was saying. <laughs> But then Christians are just like, oh, he's they so benevolent. They nailed his ass to a cross and stuck it in the ground for him to starve to death. So you're saying the only way to stop you, which may not even work because you could come back. Oh, yeah, I'd come back like Voltron. Okay, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> gotta work that. We gotta reference that video at least once a show. <laughs> All right, so yeah, yep. like this, I mean, this is more like when we do these older reviews... Uh, you know, multiple years after the fact, like when Peter and I looked at the Dark Knight ten years later, uh, it's less of a review and more of like a retrospective on the the impact and influence of these things. But I like, feel like mo- most people have seen this. Movie, yeah, but if you they, haven't they seen <laughs> Anchorman at this point, obviously go see Anchorman. It is a solid eight point oh on my scale, uh, which is. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as comedies go, this is a well as well crafted a comedy. As you can ask for, it's an hour and thirty minutes, almost to the nose, and like every scene gets a laugh, at least one yeah. laugh, which is ideally what you want in the comedy. Yeah, exactly. And if you're if you're like me, who never who's like got time, and he, sometimes he comes up with a Netflix and he's like, "What do I watch on Netflix?" This isn't on Netflix, but uh, like this is the time. This is a good movie. Find this movie. And put it on if you're bored and you need something to watch. Stoned kids have been doing this for the last decade and a half. <laughs> like, goddamn. This, I feel like this occupied the same space in my social, in my social life growing up as like a piece of important media as like soup. I, it's, okay, varying quality here, but super bad and fucking seasons one into a family guy. Right, yeah. And fucking simpsons i guess a little bit well for for what it's worth like family guy as much as it's easy to make fun of it because it is it's it's gotten to a point where like seth mcfarland's formula has been well overexposed and you know it's just a bunch of like the 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 comedic (coughs) weaknesses of it are well documented but like in its its original incarnation for the first few seasons when he was he still had a lot of fresh ideas and it was new uh, mm-hmm. It was a uh, you know influential piece of comedy, and like I'm not Seth MacFarlane is a, a fairly talented dude, and and he's a pretty funny guy, uh, in in limited doses. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
but like when you have to make a 30 minute show every week you know, for 26 weeks for like fucking mm-hmm. 14 15 years however long family guys been like, going almost 20 now yeah it's like i don't care anymore just like the simpsons yeah. as long as you come like it's back to just being a generic sketch show yeah the simpsons has gone down in quality a lot since its revival from cancellation yeah um but what I, I guess what the moral of the story is if you're a if you're a 15 year old kid who's looking for a random set of dvds to hide in your musty covers in your in your room <laughs> which which are vaguely vaguely discolored and, and stink a little bit i had a lot of friends i had a lot of friends like that <laughs> uh this is the one you put like that sort of just riffled into your into your comforter get a copy of the anchorman dvd to put on your your tv while you get stoned and it's real um, fucking cheap too. Like the Blu-ray combo pack for this and Anchorman Two is like ten bucks. So you have very little excuse not yeah. to to pick this movie up. Ten bucks is a small Take price to pay for such a quality movie. Uh, also ten bucks, uh, just in a completely different vein, but still <sighs> a worthwhile purchase. Paddington Two on Blu-ray is also nine ninety nine on Amazon right now. In case, just and I'm just saying, like if if you need a movie to have at your beach house uh, to watch when it's rainy and, and the family's on vacation, I think every if you have like an Airbnb or a house you rent out. Uh, oh my God, that'd be so at, smart! Like Ocean City or Atlantic City or whatever, you buy buy a copy of Paddington Two and put it in there <laughs> next to your like fucking three copies of whatever terrible Mila Kunis rom com you have in, in the welcome note. So you're just like, if you feel like it, you could always watch Paddington Two. Yeah, or if it's rainy, we, we we recommend yeah. that you watch Paddington Two and and uh, try not to cry. <laughs> Um, well, no, if you cried, I've counted the tissues. <laughs> but That's yeah, um, yeah, it's a great movie. Obviously, it's it's reputation is well earned, and oh, uh, yeah. can't can't recommend it enough. If you've never seen it, if you are like Peter and have somehow gone your entire life without seeing this movie, I, I suppose that's easier if you're younger, because you weren't alive when this movie came out. Yeah. Um, it's it's probably easier to have done that. So if you're a younger person listening to this, uh, well, that's weird. Because, like, yeah, think about it. Like, people who are 16 or 17, they were born in 2002. Mm-hmm. So they would have never... They would have been two years old when this movie came out and probably would have likely have never have seen it. So if you're in that ilk, and uh, it helps if you... Uh, obviously, if it can be legally obtained... <laughs> yeah. uh, the mind-altering state provided by cannabis will enhance your enjoyment of this movie by about a factor of two and a half. Yep. Oh yeah. Totally. Uh, it's. I recommend. I recommend both. <laughs> Highly. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for us on episode one seventy one. Uh, the stream is gonna be iffy. It, it's tentatively scheduled for four to seven tomorrow, uh, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Eight eleven. Uh, Jake and I will will do something. Peter is going to be away on business. Yeah, supplier trip, and uh, he'll be back next week, uh, presumably. Yep. And uh, we'll be back with our, our Borderlands thing. That I really wanted to finish last Sunday. At least get the, the story done, so we'd have something to release for this week. But I think instead of releasing, uh. Well, I have some of the old things, but I kind of want to like release the the Borderlands stuff all together. 
uh, or I still need to figure out the thumbnail, but I think as a special treat on the YouTube channel this week, I will release a previously unreleased Let's Play from 2016, oh, the shit. early years of the Saturn studs, or maybe it was even 2015 still, um, of Peter and I being very drunk and very tired playing Little Howie's Great Math Adventure. What the fuck? The what educational the fuck? video game. Uh, <laughs> I need I played, to see this. That I played a lot in my youth and, and taught me a lot about math. Uh, we play this game. It's it's loud. The quality is not up to our normal standards. It's loud. The the there's a lot of clipping of the audio and it it just it's not the greatest thing. That's why I didn't release it. But I think. I think in time it is it is it's now time to release this into the world. I I've been fantastic. holding it on my hard drive for you know like four or five years. <laughs> like it's something it rings it echoes in my memory like division signs maybe. <laughs> I I watched Please. an episode of it and it's the episode where like you have to make the correct amount of change uh, by shooting asteroids, but if you hit an asteroid, it resets you back to zero. And, like, the number we had was this stupidly obtuse <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> and, like, we, the whole 20-minute episode is, like, us trying and failing to d- do this. And I just end up wasting all the photons to, oh to end the level in our misery. <laughs> so you can look forward oh to that this week. It's a six-part series. I'll, I'll probably just... Uh, I'll... <laughs> it's a six-part series. Six part? Oh my god! Well, it's sixty minutes, right? Yeah, they're, they're oh. ten minute episodes or fifteen. Play that for an hour, Jesus! Um, yeah, well, it only took us an hour to get through yeah. it because it is <laughs> it is very low level math. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. And we are we are engineering graduates. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad. <laughs> I'd be concerned if it took you any longer. I guess. So yeah, that that's going to come out. I'll probably upload them all uh, this weekend and release them over the course of the week uh, for you to. Uh, possibly enjoy. Uh, maybe, maybe I, I think I'm probably gonna give it a watch. I don't, I don't know because uh, I would love to see this. I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's not quite up to uh, the levels of some of the other uh, classic Siren Sense Let's Plays of that era, the the togetherness era. I call it uh, yeah. when Peter and I could actually record these in in studio. I think the the greatest of that era was probably Sonic Generations, which was. I guess yeah. fittingly our last one of I that guess, era. Yeah. Um, Shit. Well, for now, never mm-hmm. say never. Uh, we'll get a duplex together in a couple of years. Well, it's possible. Like we we see each other fairly often. We can yeah. sit down and record stuff. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 a it's a doozy of a of a throwback. Yeah. And uh, I and now after after many years, it releases there. It also features the unreleased. I guess the closest thing to the single of Peter and I's uh, Journey parody song, When the Lights Go Down in the Suburbs. Oh, wow. That was from that? Oh, man. We which, quote that uh, all the time. We, uh, we wrote on the bus back from Corning uh, that one time we went to, to Corning on a school trip. Yep. So that's that's something to look forward to. And I've talked a lot about that <laughs> release at the end of this episode real so fucking promo out here we're gonna we're gonna throw it to our normal uh, spot at the end <laughs> check out sirenstuds.com for our links to our youtube channels and i'll add the twitch i'll update the site uh the twitch again uh so you can watch the stream subscribe to one or both channels whichever 
uh, you prefer to watch on. Stream looks great on either one, uh, although it is a little bit of a bandwidth-heavy stream, so if you have trouble watching on Twitch, YouTube does offer transcoding, so you can lower the resolution uh, to your to your needs. Uh, social media, also linked on SaturnStuds.com. Twitter, at StudsSaturn, for uh, updates and, and occasional jokes when I when I'm when I'm high or drunk, I'll usually tweet out a joke. That's usually pretty funny. Like uh, how Bell is a furry with Stockholm syndrome, and no one's talking about it. Um, and uh, Facebook dot uh, com backslash Saturn's podcast is a diet version of Twitter. We're, we're constantly thinking of ways to make that uh, worth more worth checking out, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, more people probably use Twitter, and the Twitter yeah, is, is probably okay. our uh, more active uh, social media platform. So yeah. check all that out. We'll see you back next week for episode 172. Until then, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.